0: Welcome to Pablo Torre Finds Out. I am Pablo Torre, and today we're going to find out what this sound is.
1: I only use these broad terms because I was in a white void before the Big Bang.
0: Excuse me. Right after this ad. You're listening to DraftKings Network. We specialize in die-cast metal miniature gun models that you didn't know you've been looking for, called Goat Guns. Ah, yes, Goat. They are the greatest of all-time gun models you can display on your desk, buy, build, and collect them. We offer a 90-day return policy if you don't love yours. Start your collection at GoatGuns.com.
1: i see a little pablo but he's in the corner so it's, oh uh, you know I mean? there he is there's we, my guy yeah,
0: hey this is full um, make me big around the horn make me big yes am i centered or ish is my island neil good? looks fantastic is what thank you is what people here are saying right. many are saying that neil looks fantastic That's Pretty. what else is now am i right ladies what are the people who bother neil brennan for interviews mostly want to talk to you about well, for a long time, it was
1: Chappelle's show, and then people said I talked about that too much, and then, then it was mental health. People said I talked about that too much, and now it's, now we're into the ayahuasca era. So pretty yeah. great. That should be the first comment, not this again.
0: So Neil Brennan did co-create and co-write one of the greatest television shows of all time. We should reaffirm this. You might actually remember him from his role alongside Dave Chappelle, in their sketch about the blind black dude who did not know he was a white supremacist.
1: That's your face. We want to see your face. Yeah. Yeah. Who said that? You want to see my face? Clayton, go on, brother. Do you want to see my face? Yeah. Don't be yeah. crazy. We're talking yeah, about we're that. Don't be yeah. afraid.
0: Neil is also responsible, by the way, for one of my favorite Netflix stand-up specials, Three Mics, which I saw him perform live in New York in 2016.
1: Yeah, I I was lucky enough to have dropped out. um, Because I realized early on that these, these student loans are basically small business loans, and the business is you, and you're maybe not such a great business. Look, if they call them small business loans, no 18-year-old kid would ever get the loan because it's a bad idea for a business. If you had to go to the bank, to the small business desk, and ask me, like, yeah, I'm gonna need $150,000, they'd be like, all right, what's your business idea? All right, here's the idea. For the next four years, I'm gonna get blackout drunk. But also, I'm gonna get a degree in
0: sociology. But what Neil is here to discuss today is, in fact, his plant-based psychedelic era. Because the way sports always talks about ayahuasca is through Jets quarterback and casual internet conspiracist Aaron Rodgers, as Rodgers just informed Pat McAfee earlier this month.
1: I can think from my own experience, it was life-changing, has been life-changing, and it's going to be something that I look forward to doing uh, in some form or fashion this offseason as well.
0: And so I figured it was time to commune with the person that I know who is most passionate and most experienced about this very subject.
1: Pablo, you said something to me a long time ago that stuck with me. Well, it didn't stick with me then. Mm. Came back around. You needed a quote for like a LeBron article or something. Or maybe deep background. Sometimes I do deep background. Neil Brennan, the king of deep background. And we did the phone call and you go... All right, just go back to the Neil Brennan lifestyle of comedy and sketches and and uh great a uh, great life. And I was like, he doesn't know anything about my life. And, <laughs> and then I've recently come around to your, your point of view on my life, which is way, a way better point of view on it. Than yes. than you shouldn't often think about people's perception of you, but if it's better than your own, maybe there's something to it.
0: Yeah, you want to be the Neil Brennan that I've always imagined you yes, to be. I've finally accepted that. You are on the ayahuasca subject, by the way, Um, the person I now know and and genuinely like am curious about because um, you testify to the profundity of the change that it that it wrought upon your life in a real way.
1: I testified about it in the court of Joe Rogan, the highest court in the land, of course.
0: Imagine if God was real and you could get in front of God, but the only way to do it is to eat mushrooms. He'd be like, "Wait, what?"
1: I would argue that's true. Um, it might be. <laughs> I mean, it do you know what I mean? Like so in crazy, my experience, but it might be. You, it's the only way. Now, the the good thing is, it's in me now. I have credibility in that I was a a smug atheist. And now is there I any other kind? I'm still look, the smugness hasn't changed one bit, guys. That but <laughs> I'm now I believe in a god based on my experiences with ayahuasca,
0: which is like pretty significant. It's about the greatest endorsement one could give about profundity that's possible.
1: I I agree. And now I would like to say before I say anything about it, uh, because you were you you I think you're couching this in the in the Aaron Rodgers uh, under the Aaron Rodgers Rodgers umbrella. And well, now we are officially. Yes, but there's a thing in twelve step programs and AA and all the other ones that you don't say you're in them because if you say publicly I'm in an AA and then your people see you drunk, they go, "Well, AA doesn't work." A lot of this. Don't listen to any of the spokespeople. Will Smith's been a spokes. You know, it's like. People that have come out and said they did it. And then everything they do, you go, well, that clearly doesn't work. So Aaron Rodgers goes after Kimmel and you go, well, clearly this ayahuasca is not working. Don't credit or blame ayahuasca for anything, including my own conversion, my own (laughs) road to Damascus experience. That's just mine. There are 8 billion people on earth and I'm, I'm, there's going to be 8 billion different experiences around what we call the medicine.
0: There it is. Yeah. I hope that you would that you would start calling it the medicine. Aya. Uh, yes, I call it aya. You can't not once you've done it. You've been on a quest for something that long predates this specific medicine. So for people unfamiliar with your quest with your oeuvre, how would you have described your relationship with the concept of joy? So I have a type of depression, or had a type of depression,
1: wink, don't want to spoil the punchline, (laughs) uh, called uh, dysthymia, which means you don't experience a lot of joy, if any. So, I'm depressed, and uh, and not the way you normally hear that, like, I'm so depressed, Kobe retired. Um, I mean, like, I have clinical depression, the mood disorder, and I've had it for as long as I can remember. I think my brain, whereas most people have, um, you know, oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin, I had a shortage of that. I had a lot of cortisol. So I, meaning I'm very harsh, uh, I'm obsessed with justice and fairness. And I think it's a thing you see in uh, a good amount of people. So I would take SSRIs, which is a serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which means serotonin, the little I have gets shot onto my brain plate and the SSRI, Zoloft in this case, would leave it on the field longer before it would reuptake it, right? Um, So that'll get you a slightly improved mood. But I just wasn't, I was like, there's got to be something better. There's got to be something better. Did a thing called TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation, where I was, it's firing magnets, basically MRI magnets at a portion of your brain. Did it in LA seven years ago. Did it in China right before COVID. Again, all slight improvements, but I felt like there was something better. And then somebody texted me an article about ayahuasca and was like, we should do this. And we did it. And it. Have, it's been transformational in terms of my overall mood and my kind of perception of most things. I just have better values uh, and I don't take things so literally. And
0: I'm just, it's a better experience for me day to day. We're talking about um, pandemic era. Yes. Experimentation. A lot of people bake bread. I, I drank a amazonian plant medicine with who Neil
1: I want to be specific oh, I, don't, and transparent. I don't want to say with who just with you've said it before why are you not saying I don't it know because it just seems it just seems uh it just seems fishy uh but can I say it <laughs> you gotta say it I can't stop you but but a comedian friend of mine sent me the thing it was like we should do this and we did it correct correct
0: so um it was Chris rock um so listen what I wanted to figure out with you Neil Um, is that first time, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, How immediately obvious was it that this was the thing that was the skeleton key that would somehow unlock whatever image you had, the vault behind which joy was, was kept from you? The first time I did it was like a private,
1: like, just at somebody's house and what I got felt like a sampler of the of ayahuasca in general meaning I got I saw the speed with which my thoughts could go with mushrooms you'll have like a 10 hilarious thoughts in a minute yes and this was like 50 <laughs> and I actually went like wow because it was like rah, 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 rah. Then I cried for two hours about groups of people. I'm not the most social guy, not, not more of an introvert, something about like groups of people. It just felt like something tribal and it was really nice. And the cry was like pretty thick. It was like one of those things where you're like, how is this still happening? And then it was kind of over. It didn't feel like I had much of a spiritual breakthrough, but it was very pleasant. I told somebody it's like when you when you check into a hotel and the uh, there's an ad for the hotel on the monitor, like, welcome to the Bayside Hilton or whatever. It was like that, but for ayahuasca. Like, welcome to ayahuasca. Here you're gonna <laughs> have a sense of tribalism and a thing that you've never felt in terms of connection to all of humanity.
0: That's right. Mario Lopez, by the way, still selling movies. No, he, like, yeah, he comes on after. Yeah, he comes out after. And by the way, always louder than you want it to be. When extras
1: next playing, it's always louder than you want it to be. And you can't find the (laughs) remote. And when you do, you have some questions about why it's sticky. Now, Mm -hmm. that was first time. So then did it another, then found somebody, found a ceremony in LA, went, did it, you know, 30 people more official, you know, more ceremony and didn't feel anything. Drank it, didn't feel anything on the first night. So I said to the guy on the second night, I'm like, Hey, I could you, we need to kind of recalibrate cause it's worked for me before. And, da, da, da. and then I drank, I think a little more and bullseye was like right there. And I was experiencing a lot of joy, uh, like unbridled joy, like grinning, joy, grinning, hot face, joy that you might experience on other medicines. Cops call them drugs. I call them mice. And then I opened my eyes at one point. And I was like, oh, I'm in the presence of a God right now. It felt like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they opened the covenant, uh, opened the Ark and the stuff flying around. It's not evil yet. It gets evil. Beautiful. Once it gets to the Nazis, I don't want to ruin
0: uh, Raiders yeah, of the Lost I
1: mean, Ark for people. Spoiler but, alert. Um uh, the Nazis didn't get a connection to God. If you're the, in the, if you're, I, I'm spoiling it. I'm not going to say how they You did. did. Neil I, Brennan I just, got no, the yes, connection. I actually got, and I felt like, oh, I'm in the presence of a God right now. And pretty much since then, it hasn't, I my uh, belief hasn't wavered. And again, it's not religious. It's not, I don't need you to not eat certain meats. You can sleep with whoever you want you know, whatever you need to do, you go ahead and do it. But I personally believe that there's a central creation force based on the the experience
0: I had drinking ayahuasca, but it's, it's carried itself through. I imagine it's incredibly difficult to fully articulate or intellectualize what it is that was the stimulus that sparked that specific central mm-hmm. cosmic force that yeah. you now actually have conviction in. But... What do you want people to know about that feeling such that we others may benefit from feeling it? I'm
1: approaching it kind of from a place of self-interest, which is I would it's given me not even the God part per se. I kind of believe my nervous system has been rerouted, which uh, if scientifically ayahuasca the 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 studies, there haven't been a ton of studies, but the ones they have done, it is something called neurogenic where it creates new brain cells, which is kind of the only substance that does that, that on earth um, other than this podcast. And and uh, <laughs> so I can't very well say you're a sucker if you don't believe it or you should or any of that stuff. And I don't ex- need anyone to confirm it or deny it. or It's like that's what happened. So I don't – it's a bit of a UFO thing. I don't need to like I know I
0: was on a UFO like whether you believe it or the government I I don't care is it comforting like the feeling of this knowledge this conviction is that a comfort to you as the notion of joy or whatever you're questing for is concerned it is and it's really it can be very scary
1: and which is kind of an unexpected thing like there's a I feel like sometimes in movies when like a uh, deity or whatever force appears or or is experienced, people throw up. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Because I'm like, boy, this is a lot. This is a lot to sort of think you think. Because I can't say I know it. I. It's a lot.
0: It's just that sometimes it's like, it's a lot. How much for you was there actual throwing up?
1: Oh, yeah. There's, people are always very concerned about throwing up. How many people threw up from alcohol last night? Just ballpark. <laughs> ballpark. Ballpark. <laughs> Just do America. How and yeah, People yeah, yeah. never say alcohol. Is that that stuff that makes you throw up? But p- that's people's first question. Ayahuasca. So I'm always like, no, you're thinking of alcohol. That's the stuff that makes you throw up. Ayahuasca. Yeah, I, I've thrown up once in 15 times, and that's because I drank too much.
0: you drank too much of the of of the medicine too
1: much ayahuasca yeah 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 Um, yeah. so Um, i can't i but any other time i've never you uh you crap your pants no i've never i've never seen anyone do it i've never i've seen people throw up it's not
0: uncommon but it's not guaranteed no no judgment on 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 the barf great i am though curious about how you go from trip number two to three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen so how does your quest continue such that you're like this is a thing that I want as part of my actual um upkeep. Yeah, cuz I was sort of of the mind that I needed to uh
1: solidify it the the sort of thing that had been revealed to me or opened up in me or however you want to say it. So that's kind of why I was doing it so much. And it was yeah. it was covid yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else going on, um, and it's a. Be- it's like somebody asked me, "Why do you do it so much?" I'm like, "Cause I get to meet God." Sorry, <laughs> a lot of people go to Florida that much during COVID. Sorry, I got to meet God. You suckers.
0: Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. So just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code PTFO. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18+, 21+, in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. Antidepressants and SSRIs. Mm-hmm. Where are you on that regimen after your I, ayahuasca I, you,
1: you can't do them if you're if you drink ayahuasca so i've been off them for two years
0: well how do how in your brain do you distinguish between the mental health benefits and the existential sense you have of what you're here to do so because i believe in god is that affecting
1: my mood or or what is it what is my my existential purpose I don't think it's changed because I had a friend, my friend Bajan and I, when he did it with me, um, he was like, are we going to be able to be capitalists after this? And, <laughs> and like, I know what he meant, but yeah, yeah. We, I'm still a capitalist. Neil, are we, are we about to be poor? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, he was kind of, he was just kind of like, are we going to believe in Western Values, but the yeah, weird thing is, you go? do believe in them less. I do believe in them less as, um, a guiding light. Like I, I think I'm, I'm apt to want to grow every quarter less than I was before. I was. I mean, it's like capitalism tells you, like, if you're not, did you make more money this quarter than the last quarter? Then you're a failure. Like I'm less on that. I still have a lot of it in me, though. But in terms of like my purpose, I don't think my purpose has changed, other than ironically, I think one of my purposes is to have fun and be, and have joy.
0: That's one that I feel like I can actually accomplish a little bit. As in you now can believe with conviction that you're put on this planet to actually enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I think that that's one my, a lot of my professional goals now are emotional, meaning I would like to just be, uh, pleasant and in a good mood most of the time. And like, well, what are you going to do for work? I don't know. Like if I, if it's it's like i could run a juice shop and be obviously i'm invested in this competition i'm a part of but i also am i'm more concerned
0: with and then how's it how am i going to feel right the competition is where i wanted to go next because this notion that again there is a mental processing speed at least during the experience of taking ayahuasca that was that was i guess um mind-blowing in all of the senses To what extent do you consider this a performance-enhancing medicine, let's call it?
1: Ayahuasca didn't necessarily make me funnier. DMT did, but that's a whole other issue. That may be the next chapter or something. That's a thing called Bufo that I did once in New York. Am I wrong when I say this is the toad-related thing? Yes, this is the toad. I believe this is the one that Mike Tyson talks about.
0: It takes you to another level. Ayahuasca is nothing compared to this. The toad, and it's in the Sonora Desert and has a venom in it. We smoke it. Once I tried it, boom, my brain would still function. My thoughts, I could still talk to myself. I could hear my mind. And I was say, I up. And I killed myself. I was like, I'm dying.
1: It was just really
0: mind-blowing.
1: 5-MeO-DMT, bufo Alvarius is what it's called, or just DMT. And so, like, a natural, it's a toad secretion. They dry it out, and you smoke it. It always seemed too severe to me. And then it sounds offered, severe it, neil yeah it was it was too severe so i didn't know that though all right i did know it and then i forgot <laughs> i don't want to say destroyed my brain i'm in my <laughs> I, I it was crazy it was very crazy and it was the experience was crazy and then i had a reactivation a week later and that was the craziest thing i've ever
0: experienced by a factor of a thousand as in you were just going about your day and then you were it's back It's like what it.
1: they call it, what they used to call an acid flashback. Right. This was like a DMT flashback or reactivation. So now I'm in life and half of me's on DMT a little bit. And the thing that they don't tell you, and I found out later, is that 77.0% of people that smoke DMT, 5 E O DMT, have a reactivation at some point. Some are short. Some are, mine was not short it It opened something up in my mind again, it was like a God central creation force, what I believe is caveat caveat caveat
0: it opened that up too much. What did you see though, Neil? What did you sort of encounter if you could verbalize what too much was?
1: The actual experience the twenty five minutes or so was I was in a white void um. And it was what Michael Pollan who wrote How to Change Your Mind. Yes, it's a great book. Yep. He smoked five M E O DMT and he described the place that he went to. And it was a perfect description when I when I read it afterward, he went to before the Big Bang. Mm. How's that? How's that sound? Does that sound comfortable? <laughs> um, so I was there and I didn't know anything. <laughs> I was an eye. It was a first person experience, but I didn't know breathing, sight, direction, I didn't any space any I didn't know anything. It was a blank slate of my own comprehension of consciousness. Again, these are all very big. It was I I only use these broad terms because I was in a white void before the big Bang. Excuse me. <laughs> that was like manageable. The 25 minutes. The reactivation is where it started to get crazy because I'm I'm in my life. I'm walking around in the village. Yeah, where were you? I was in New York. I was doing blocks in New York. Yeah, your show, your
0: yeah, your last one man show.
1: Yes, my my award-winning Netflix. It is your life going smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just floating from event to event, feeling good about yourself? Because I'm not. So I'm there doing it and I'd be walking down the stage to the show going, why are steps like just (laughs) stuff that you're, it's like things that I would take for granted. I was re had to remind myself like, no, you're a person in life. It was like real back to basics, uh, fundamental chest pass bounce pass life stuff. And yeah. And I, at one point I thought, am I in God's imagination? Just stuff. That's not real helpful. (laughs) Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, and, and it was hard and it took me what I thought it took about seven or eight months to get through. And then it turned out it didn't really end until an ayahuasca ceremony last March where I felt the door close that had been opened by DMT, like in my mind, sort of like a door closed. And I was like, I was in that. That whole time, like I didn't realize I thought it was over like a year and a half ago, and it turns out it was over like eight months ago. So it was and but now here's the upside: funnier, more loving, sharper, honestly. Uh more because energy because the
0: door got closed. You no, now no, have that, these residual... once, once the door was
1: open. I was I was better the whole time. Oh, I was better the whole like I I didn't yeah, the, I thought the door was closed and I was better, but the door was still open and I was better. So I was better. Uh, audiences like me more. Just it, all intangibles. And somehow I was freer
0: as a person. Something that I, I want to probe a bit is just the difference between your perception of something and the actual thing you are perceiving. Mm-hmm. Because what you're describing are... Seemingly um, benefits that you have noticed. And I'm wondering, how are you pressure testing these notions? How do you square that circle for yourself?
1: Um, Falling in love more often, like literally, statistically. Uh, Fell in love twice (laughs) in the last year and a half. And the year and a half before that, didn't fall in love at all. Uh, Maybe we blame the ladies. I'd like to blame me. My spirit. The Big Bang. I get bigger laughs from crowds. I can tell. I'd never in my life ever felt like Bill Burr on stage before. And there were a few moments
0: where I was on (laughs) DMT and I was like, oh, this is what Burr must feel like on stage. The other way, though, to feel um, whether this is working in the way that you're imagining, of course, is to hear it from the people whose relationships you are now um, more open to or nurturing? Or how do the people around you, Neil, whether it's friends, family, your your girlfriend, what do they say um, about you now?
1: Uh, they say, I mean, I had people that didn't know anything. They were like, what did you do? Like that would just come up to be like, "What? what did you do? Like almost like I got surgery or something. I'm also just less angry in general, mm. just less argumentative, just stuff that, again, I can't quantify per se, but. I can tell you firsthand that
0: people that know me well have been like, Hmm. What is different about you as a person in a relationship, a person in love?
1: Uh, I don't want
0: to win as badly.
1: It's the thing of like, what am I trying to get to? And, and it's, I'm trying to get to like understanding and, A peace and less recrimination and less. uh, What am I guilty of? What are you guilty of? Mm. Because I'm all, I'm Catholic, I'm Irish Catholic, you know, 10 kids, whatever. It's all combat. I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm the youngest of 10 kids. And I don't know if you know much about math or kids, (laughs) but 10 kids is too many kids everything's combat so this <laughs> right, is scarce like,
0: resources conflict
1: yeah yeah so and and retribution and blame and self pity and like all of these things that are like my currency
0: are less i just don't feel the need to do them the notion of how this intersects with therapy is something that i'm curious about mm-hmm. too um, because I think a criticism from afar from people who have not dabbled in psychedelics or certainly done um, ayahuasca 15 times or or the toad venom once, I think there is this suspicion that this feels like an attempt to get a shortcut. that there is some shoots and laddersing past the work. Yes. And you are somebody, of course, who has gone to therapy. I don't know where you are in your therapy now, but how does this all fit together? I used to hear that about medication.
1: Right. And again, so what I would say is, all right, how's that Ozempic treating you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, why make, why the Judeo or the Protestant work ethic of like, you got (laughs) to earn this. I didn't earn the problem. I didn't, meaning the problem was either like abused into me. My parents were old when I got here. I'm the youngest. So they were in their forties when I got here. Um, they were from the they were they were born in the 1930s, so they were from the we did the best we could generation. If you criticize their parenting in any way, they would just go, ah, oh, we did the best we could. And I always felt like, really? That was the best you could? So, Dad, you'd get drunk, hit your kids, and think to yourself, No, this is me and my best. Or humanity has real just walking around issues from jump. You come out the shoot, you the, you're conscious and you're like, why am I, why do I have a tick? It's not, so So then it's, you got to work to get rid of it. You didn't work to get it. It was just given <laughs> to you. So, and I went to therapy for 20 years. It was, right. and I used to yell at my therapist, I can't keep talking about this. It's in my body. I've done a lot of different kinds of therapy and this is the one that's worked the best. It's not going to work for everybody. Some people are, it, it can also, it should be noted,
0: have severe severely negative effects so what what do you know about those do you know about those because they've happened to friends of yours because you've read about the negative effects i do want to read about them
1: significantly more than i haven't i mean uh, my own dmt experience sounds pretty scary you know as much as everybody wants to open up the the floodgates of like it's a revolution and then and then you, you there's certain MDMA studies. Another thing that I've gotten a lot of benefit from MDMA, um, mm-hmm. where like some of them are a little fishy. You know, some of the studies are a little the either cook in the books or the therapists aren't being appropriate. And or with with ayahuasca or mushrooms, like some people have. Short-term bad experiences, whether it's just it's too much, they're they they they're incredibly disoriented. Uh, and then I think some people can, you know, quote, lose their mind. Ayahuasca is not the most pleasant experience you're ever going to have. Meaning on the medicine, it can be uh, nauseating. It can be overwhelming. It can be psychologically uh, difficult. In terms of like what you're experiencing just in terms of even dealing with a central creation force in my own experience it's so it's a lot to go inside the fabric of humanity and consciousness it's not the easiest thing you can do on a weekend now i don't think it makes me a hero for doing it because i have there's a ton of upside and i am kind of predisposed to be interested in it but but it's not easy it's not a party
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, do not miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. DraftKings has you covered with lines on just about everything you can think of. I personally happen to love the player stat combos, particularly the points and assists and rebounds over under. And if you are new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out, because new customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So what are you waiting for? Go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PABLO. That's code PABLO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash ball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does the uh, concept of ego death mean here, Neil? Because I've heard that term. Aaron Rodgers I have has too, said yeah. it. Um, um, and I'm curious because ego, of course, when it comes to anybody who works in in the spotlight in public, you know, I remember, um, I remember hearing you say this, or reading about you saying it. But the notion that, um, like, reviews of you co wrote Half Baked mm-hmm. with Dave Chappelle, yeah, and reviews were so scathing that that helped push you towards antidepressants.
1: I don't know if that's the Western uh crucible in terms of what someone in in any business has to deal with of like x. I don't want any extra I don't need any external validation we're social animals that's I don't think you're honest if you say you don't need external validation you don't want your mom to love you that's external validation you want your husband your it's like it's all your brother's sister's community respect i think it's dishonest to say that we don't a person doesn't need external validation in terms of ego death. That's not something I've experienced. I've gotten DMT flattened me to the point where I was like, I don't know what's happening. That's pretty close to, I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's ego death, but it makes ego totally irrelevant because your priorities change to like, I would just like to kind of understand what steps are intuitively. Um, and so i haven't experienced ego death i have experienced a reorientation in terms of values but that, again that's just me i also think it's a lot of it's just people talking meaning ego death one person says ego death and then the and then everyone wants to say it it's like a new term it's like trauma or or toxic or anything. it just becomes a cool or thing woke any, any of it. So like, I ego, I don't know. It sounds cool. You, if you say I had an ego death, you're kind of saying like, so I'm pretty much set in terms of personal behavior (laughs) because it's not coming from a place of ego because it died. So I'm going to do everything, anything I want from here on out and it's going to be justifiable to me and it's going to make you doubt, uh, doubt. When you think I'm wrong, you're gonna be like, "But he had an eco-dose." So I don't. I almost don't trust anything
0: people say, including myself about it. I wonder about um, the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those fascinating concepts that exists. Yep. Um, this notion that we don't fully understand how this works—the black box—but somehow our brain, if persuaded of something, can actually enact that something in the absence of actually the the literal something that is. Imagined. Mm -hmm. I suppose what's so encouraging, listening to you sort through your own self-scouting report, is you have a conviction that this is making your life better. And in the end, whether this is um, the the venom of a toad or the sacred um, substance that is drawn from,
1: basically just make tea. Yeah, that's ayahuasca,
0: or a sugar pill. Yeah. I I I would like everybody to feel better if it actually means you're better.
1: Yes, the I I would like that as well. I I'm of the mind that if there's a revolution coming with with uh, psilocybin and and ayahuasca and all that stuff that a lot a lot a lot of people are going to get helped, and some people are are going to get uh very harmed Mm. now yeah they for mushrooms for example a couple months ago guys on mushrooms rushes to cockpit
0: Following breaking news, I know you're following this, on, a, on an off-duty pilot accused of trying to turn off the engines mid-flight during an Alaska Airlines flight over the weekend. I know we have new documents. What have we learned?
1: This story just took a bizarre turn, Kate. A new federal complaint says that this off-duty pilot, Joseph Emerson, may have been taking psychedelic mushrooms. Right. If that plane crashes, this revolution's over. <laughs> It's over. It's a hard
0: thing to spin for the mushroom lobby.
1: Yes. And the but the also the fact the guy hadn't slept in two days. No one's gonna say we need to mandate sleep. They're gonna say we need to mandate an absolute prohibition on mushrooms. So I'm I'm with you. And and as someone who's done it a, a number of times, I don't know if it would help you. I can't guarantee any outcome. It's just a thing that I felt, and again, they say like felt called to do i don't know i it's chris sends me a, a text i'm like all right like i can figure this out but in terms of like was it divine and was it i that stuff i have no idea like i i think to even think you know is you're lying yourself it's ego death so it's an ego it's from the from the people who brought you ego death
0: i was called <laughs> I do think it's funny, though, how preemptive all of us who are in favor of people getting help and and the science and really the law catching up to the science um, and the science catching up to the spirituality, mm-hmm. um, whoever's in favor of all of that, we must be. I consider myself in that population. That's why I'm having you on the show. I, I like how preemptive we all are about the ways that this politically can just crash into a ditch because you started this whole conversation by pointing out um, you may be aware, listener, that Chris Rock and Will Smith have both enjoyed ayahuasca. You may remember them from such scenes as the time one of them slapped the other right. in a way that felt like the ego was very much alive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And 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 with the Aaron Rodgers thing, Aaron Rodgers now the face of this. Yes. I wonder what you, Neil Brennan, if I were to appoint you political strategist for the thing that we're here to talk about, ayahuasca more than any of the other with any of the other psychedelics. Yes. Who would you want in the commercial? Which which person do you think is most persuasive to a larger population of people as well, to the very notions that of you're? Of course describing? it's
1: the rock, but <laughs> in some ways, there is something so private and personal about it. Even with in terms of Chris. Uh, Will and Aaron Rodgers like I don't I don't even know if I should talk about it meaning like I don't know if I'm a good spokesman or if I'm painting a picture or if I should paint any picture whatsoever like I don't know because in some ways it is as personal as um a religion like meaning Mm. who am I to tell you about it
0: right My Catholicism is not yours. We can practice eat at the buffet of spirituality quite differently under the same restaurant name. Yeah,
1: and people don't even read the Bible the same way. You know, like there are, there is no book, and there is no, uh, like read. There's no, there's nothing. There's just like you just
0: try it. Try and it might it might change your life significantly. You would though, um, like the rock to be sent to. a time before the Big Bang. Well, I feel like he's like. there
1: most of the time, anyway. Um, <laughs> a time before SummerSlam. Um, the uh, the yeah no I again the rocks the or Kevin Hart one of the one of the other.
0: What I am marveling at is that there is a certain clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to psychoanalyze you through the sure. Zoom screen, um, but I do notice that there is a certain clarity that makes me wonder about the stuff that you used to say about your. I won't call them previous with knowledge, but at the very least, your pre-existing uh, anxieties and neuroses. I remember yep. in one of your specials in in Three Mics, you talk about how you used to carry an index card around so that you could feel better about yourself. To say I have low self-esteem is not
1: true. I have no self-esteem. Like I don't have the architecture for good feelings. You give me a trophy, it'll just slide right down. Like I I just don't have the shelving. In fact, I used to have to carry around an index card of funny things I'd written or said or directed just to try to remind myself that I was okay. I'm still doing that, but it's totally different. <laughs> now I do it. You want to know why And I do this? Please. I started doing this like a month ago. I do a fact check of my life it, out of gratitude. To more to the thing that you said earlier of like go back to the Neil. But I have to remind myself because my brain will still try to tell me, despite all the ayahuasca I've drank, that things are people are out to get me or people don't respect me or did all the stuff all just the negative, the negative feedback loop. So yeah, I'm, I still do that. I do it four times a day. I just check just check in like a reality check of like no. This is what's happening. That was it. Was really touch and go back then in terms of, um, uh, self esteem. Now it's the thing I do now is more just to like sweep, just to sweep any sort of lingering, like nope, get out. No 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 no, get out of here. Get out. No no no. Like uh, my my girlfriend said, it's like cats in a deli, like where I'm just like cats in. I'm like no, get out of here. No 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 no. Go. That's basically what i'm doing
0: yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: it's part of the thing and when i do my reality checks where i go like you have this stop it stop i'm like hallucinating uh enemies and hardships i have no problems i have no real problems have you watched did you watch that beyond utopia north korea documentary no it's about people escaping north korea kind of in real time On and they have handheld, but it's like you. I don't have a real problem. I don't have problems. There's a World War II thing on Netflix, and you go, I think this, I have problems. The Russians are eating their own horses. I don't have (laughs) problems. Someone not responding to my text is not a problem. So, so I don't know if that's ayahuasca gave me that or I came to it on my own.
0: We'll never know, guys. It's all far too late Neil Brennan I just want to say thank you for being the Neil Brennan finally that I've always imagined the dream. <laughs> I'm finally living your dream that's right Pablo's American
1: dream right after this
0: So as I sit here at my keyboard wondering what it is that I found out today, I realize that I have fallen short of my mission here because I'm supposed to find out all I can about ayahuasca. And I could have done ayahuasca. I could have done DMT. I could have better explained all of this to you. But I didn't, and I'm sorry. Because for all of the Aaron Rodgersization of psychedelics, I do believe they are actually revolutionary. Ayahuasca is legitimately on my to-do list at some point. Neil even said that he would consider joining me. But in the meantime, in an attempt to just better convey what the experience might actually feel like, which is hard to describe, what Neil did instead was text me a link to a song A song that is incredibly difficult to categorize itself. But it is a song that to him resembles how ayahuasca feels. And so at the end here, I just hope that you can join me in closing your eyes and sitting down somewhere and enjoying the song playing inside Neil Brennan's head. this has been pablo torre finds out a metal Ark media production and i'll talk to you next time